Hello, Leah here with a quick disclaimer. As I've mentioned in some previous episodes, we are recording this podcast in our homes, which means occasionally the people in our lives will be making some noises and they can't fully mold their lives according to our recording schedule. So this is one of those episodes where there will be some distracting noises. Hopefully it's not too distracting and you're able to still enjoy the episode. I think it's a pretty fun one, so I hope you stick around. Thank you for understanding and let's get into the episode. Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I am your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. Welcome to Beatlemania, friends. And we are starting off nice and strong with Across the Universe 2007. Do you have any history with Across the Universe 2007? So not really because I remember I remember when it came out. I remember seeing the ads for it, but I wasn't that interested in the Beatles at the time, nor did it really look like something sure. I was going to enjoy because they really like pushed for like the romance aspect of it in the ads that I saw and <laughs> we know how I sure. feel about romance on this show. Yeah. <laughs> and just like it's like mm, but I do remember, like, hearing the strawberry feels forever uh, in the mm. ads and stuff. But I never watched it before now. Wow. Okay. How about you? I do. I was obsessed with it at a time to the extent that I had it on my Blackberry. That is right. Blackberry. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a nice little throwback for everybody? Um, yeah, I had the entire movie on my Blackberry. I don't even know why, genuinely, but <laughs> I liked it a lot. I watched it quite a bit. In terms of the Beatles, it is almost definitely where I learned most of the Beatles songs that I know. I don't have any other like extensive history beyond that. I just remember watching it, liking it, having a very large memory on my <laughs> blackberry for whatever reason and having exactly one movie on it <laughs> and it being this but i you know i go through phases like this where like I, I, at least i used to where i would have truly the most random movie be the only movie i watch forever like it happened with 27 dresses as well like i it just i watched it for an entire summer and i have no idea why uh across the universe is that for me <laughs> with movie musicals i think without much ado we can just get into it this film is directed by julie taymore who is actually the person responsible for the stage adaptation of the lion king <laughs> um oh and has wanted to yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. I think she did, like, she stage adapted Lion King and won Tony's for Best Director and Costume Designer 
and was honored a whole bunch and then she did the film Frida about Frida Kahlo mm. and Across the Universe well, that's cool shout out uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so they packed as mm-hmm. many songs as they possibly could mm-hmm. into this movie mm-hmm. so we might not hit every single one sure um, <laughs> we'll try we'll try so hard <laughs> i promise yeah we start off with a young man looking to be about his early 20s on a beach somewhere in liverpool this is jude and he is singing girl, girl. Uh, something 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 story about a girl da, 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 da. it's this is reminiscent of the nature boy opening uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Moulin> Rouge. <Yeah. laughs> I don't know when I watched it, I was like ooh kind of feels like that Girl. well it's 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 doing a similar kind of thing that Moulin Rouge did where we well we actually don't know that we're starting in the future mm-hmm. at the moment but he's kind of implying it because he says he's going to tell us a story about a girl who stayed and then we have like flashes of this young woman being accosted by some police officers and then we go back in time so similar to what Moulin Rouge did with I've forgotten you and McGregor's character's name immediately uh (laughs) christian (laughs) thank you him and so they did with christian and then like they flashed us back so we're flashing back so in the flashback we actually go to the young woman who is at like a social dance um it looks like a prom-esque kind of thing or a homecoming Mm -hmm. not sure they have like a band and she's dancing with her boyfriend daniel the woman the young woman's name is lucy she still appears to be in high school also just like quickly everybody's names are related to beatles songs (laughs) like every single name is is like related to a beatles song so yes hey jude yes lucy in the sky yes max from wherever and yes you'll Everybody, you'll hear a name and you'll be like, right, okay. <laughs> like the Beatles song. Yes, like the Beatles song. <laughs> yes, it, it, it was done on purpose this way. Yeah. But, yeah. yep, so she's, Lucy is with Daniel, her current boyfriend, and they seem to be having a good time at this dance. At the same time, Jude is at a dance with his girlfriend. Molly, I think. Lisa, no, Molly. And they're like in this nightclub-esque kind of scene. And we cut back and forth while the song Hold Me Tight Hold Me Tight it's is playing. Kinda interesting seeing the difference because it's like the Americans are all so sweet and like so clean cut and look at their little cute little sixties moment. And we go back to like Liverpool and it's like grungy and punk and like cool. I don't know. And like the the music also <laughs> like the the sort of difference between the instrumentation as we flash back yeah. and forth between the two. I like that. I was like, I wanna be in Liverpool. <laughs> I was like, they look like they're having fun. <laughs> Oh, they were having fun at the high school dance too, I guess. I don't know. Sure. Um, but like it looks like 
it, it feels like the difference between the beginning of the new girl in town, um, the new girl in town, and the end of the new girl in town. <laughs> that is that is very true. That is true. That actually does remind me of like comments I wanted to make about like the portrayal of race and racial climate at this mm-hmm. time and mm-hmm. how it was portrayed in the movie. But I guess we'll get to that. So we have we get information from Jude's side that he is actually not staying in Liverpool. He's meant to be going to America. Apparently he has a job and he's going to be working in coals at least coal mines at least that is what the information that we get him telling molly and subsequently his mother initially molly is pretty upset that he's going to be leaving and like he like swears to write her all the time hold me tight um, and i'll kiss you tomorrow i'll miss you <laughs> Also, this was my phase of where I was like, I think I'm obsessed with the Liverpool accent, which is like, girl, what? (laughs) But I also went through a phase where I was like, I think I'm obsessed with the Boston accent, so I think I have bad taste. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good grief. So when he gets home, his mother is ironing his shirts. Uh, You can see he has been working in the shipyards. And I guess this is maybe like the first time he's going to be like traveling that far away mm-hmm. from home because you can hear her comment that she was that he was uh, somewhere closer to home rather than going like across the ocean, which is fair. <laughs> On the flip side of that, Daniel, who is Lucy's boyfriend, is preparing to ship out himself because he is going to join well he's already joined the the army but he's going to be shipping out to vietnam as this is the time of the vietnam war so they promise to like write each other all the time as well and then we cut to dayton ohio Um, (laughs) i love this So we have these cheerleaders and these football players. And I had like such a moment because they cheered and then they said, Wildcats. And I was like, not again. (laughs) Not again. (laughs) How could you predict that I said that twice (laughs) in two episodes? (laughs) Oh my God. But yeah, so cheerleaders, and we get this one cheerleader, Prudence, Mm -hmm. of the song, yes, and she is leaving, like, the group Mm -hmm. that's cheering to go and sit on the bleachers, and you can see that she's looking towards a young man and a young woman talking as she sings, I Want to Hold Your Hand. Tell you something, I think I understand. Say that something, I want to hold your hand. And then you realize she's gay. <laughs> You're like, yes, <laughs> me too. <laughs> well, I don't know if she's like gay, gay, because she does reference like sleeping with men. True. Uh, but I don't know if that's cop, if that's like compat, or if like 
she's like bi i'd um, i'd always just assumed it was compat but it could she could be bi which is like girl <laughs> like but I, also, I feel like this might have been like possibly like the first woman mm-hmm. that she was like major major attracted to yeah and i didn't i didn't realize what she did at first like it's only when i was like reading after i was like oh she dropped out of school <laughs> that's what happened there because she just walked off the away no, because she just walked <laughs> yeah. off <laughs> i was like okay she just walked away and then she's, and then she's York, like so. she's just like hitchhiking all of a sudden yeah <laughs> yeah like, also but she, she's she... played by pv harpia right who yeah. played eurydice in 2017 hades town mm-hmm. Yep, so Prudence leaves, she's hitchhiking, but before that, we go back to Jude. Jude is on this college campus. He gets to America and he's on this college campus and he's looking for a professor by the name of Wesley Hubert, but the young man that he finds, who is Max Maxwell. He doesn't know any professors because he claims to have pissed off all of them, so he knows them all by name. Mm. But he knows that there is a Wes who is a janitor, and he points Jude in that direction. Jude, before he left for America, we saw that he had taken some military photos of a man, and we assume it's his mother. Well, we assume it's his father, mother. And he goes up to this man and they start to converse and eventually Jude confesses that he thinks he's his son and the man initially, Wes doesn't believe him until he mentions his mother's name, which seems to strike a chord in him. Mm-hmm. So obviously he remembers Martha, yeah. who who's Jude's mother. They get to talking in this like basement area under the school and initially i think wes thinks jude is there to like cause some kind of disturbance but jude is he says he's just there so that they can be aware of each other's existence Mm -hmm. and wes now has like a family he has a wife he has kids so like they're not they're not there to have that kind of bond yeah meanwhile maxwell and his college friends are up on a rooftop and they're playing golf and they're actively trying to hit the windows yeah it's i don't i don't understand the point but uh max I mean, ends up it's a clearly a troublemaker he's pissed off all of the, the, the... so annoying <laughs> the professor so annoying mm, he, he clearly lives for being like the bane of everyone's existence simply because he can be, and nothing will happen. He's such a rich boy. Well, to him, yeah, exactly. He's such a rich boy. Like he knows, like he'll be fine. Like doesn't matter what happens, he'll be fine. <laughs> so they end up breaking one of the windows with a golf ball, which causes some of the, I guess, staff to come out and after them. Jude was smoking outside and saw Max duck behind the wall that he was like right next to. So he let Max into the basement area to hide away from the people that were chasing him and they get to talking and they begin to strike up a bit of a friendship you know uh jude's not from around there and max just anyway um what would you so max do takes... if, you say I got it to... if i say i got it to... <laughs> he's 
Would you stand up and walk out on me? He takes him back to his friends. Yeah. And uh, in the dorm, and they just start to sing and drink and smoke and carouse and just have such fun. Um, I get by with a little help from my friends. Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends. Do you need anybody? No. (laughs) Jude seems to have a good time hanging out with the boys, with Max. Lucy, back in school, she's been receiving postcards letters from her beau daniel but also she's been informed that daniel has a weekend past so he's going to be coming home uh, before he gets shipped out and they saying it won't be long it won't be long yeah 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 it won't be long yeah 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 it won't be long yeah yeah till i belong to you i love that song (laughs) It's it's really fun. Yeah. I, I do I do love it as well. So Max invites Jude to Thanksgiving dinner with his family. So they pick up Lucy from her school. Um, and Max makes a hor like horrible like comment. <laughs> I was like, what the yeah. what the hell did I like? What the what's wrong with you? He's like, like I'm gonna ass- I'm gonna assume he's only like maybe a year or two older than than which doesn't like make it fine it mm-hmm. doesn't it doesn't mm-hmm. but i'm just like maybe there's not like that much of an, of an age, age difference? difference between them maybe yeah i mean like visually it seems like there is but maybe there isn't um, yes <laughs> I, I agree that visually it does because he's like like oh like look at how hot these girls are essentially and like when did this girl get boobs and whatever and the sister's like hello (laughs) and i'm also like yeah hello what are you talking about max (laughs) like these are children stop please (laughs) i mean like we don't have any because it's never mentioned like what year of school max is in or like what year of high school Lucy's in? Everything is like, so fucking loose. It? Like, there is, like, no yeah. real, like, distinction of, like, when yeah. anything is, we except for maybe Lu- one date. Maybe. We know that Lucy is graduating mm-hmm. soon because eventually when she asks to go to New York, yeah, she says it's the summer. summer before she goes to college. Yeah. So... She's about to go to college, and Max was in college, so like they they can't be that far apart. Sure. Regardless, <laughs> um, Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner happens. It seems like Max is him and his parents, particularly his dad and his um, uncle, who's also there. They don't get along. They don't see eye to eye in their ideology yeah. because his dad wants to know what Max is going to do with his life, whereas Max is more focused on trying to be the person that he is to figure out what he is going to do, whereas the the older generation seems to think along the lines of you do the thing to become the person that you are. Yeah. Which 
then Jude gets caught in the middle because Max is just like, you agree with me, right? <laughs> He's like, oh, like, don't, um. please leave me out of it. <laughs> I just came like, to have I don't a even nice know your dinner. names like, that well. I <laughs> <laughs> I met you two days ago. Like, sir, please leave me out of this. <laughs> After dinner, Jude and Lucy end up like having a proper conversation for the first time. I'm trying to remember what they actually spoke about but it doesn't seem that relevant in like the grand scheme it was more just them like getting to know each other a bit yeah and then he's just sort of they just sort of like talk about like you know his background a little bit and she's like oh and i thought my life was hard i'm so privileged and i'm like yes (laughs) essentially i'm like i'm sorry Oh, they're, Did they're you trying just to register acknowledge that? it in the forward. T- I, f- I feel like it's just them trying to acknowledge it in the forward text, you know, mm-hmm. like, because I think Lucy is meant to be like a bit down to earth despite being upper middle class. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I never, I guess I never fully thought about like how hard other people have it. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Max comes out and apologizes after being mad for a few more minutes. And then they agree to take Jude to a bowling alley to have some fun. And Max is like, you know, she has a boyfriend, right? And Jude's like, yeah, and I have a girlfriend back home. So, And I'm like, dude, what does that mean? (laughs) I mean, I know what that means, but what does that mean, sir? (laughs) I mean, it doesn't mean much in the in the long run. But then we get, I just seen a face. I can't forget the time for a place where we just met. She's just a girl for me. And I want all the world to see we met. Da, 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 da. Another song I fucking love. <laughs> and this is also the moment where uh, Max tells Jude his plan to drop out of school and move to New York to live like a bohemian. <laughs> Uh, it's like here we go this, is this everyone's is this everyone's dream is this everybody wants to just like just what... everyone's like i don't need to but i can just be a bohemian I in want... new york oh my like God. maybe not forever but just like you know just enough. i just want to live in like a shithole apartment and you know with like a commune of people and you know just like be my best self that's his plan but 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 they they do end up doing that um which is when we see prudence again hitchhiking because she's also heading uh to new york and then we cut to detroit and the racial riot tensions this part's so it's the detroit riots fucking tough yeah we have uh, scenes of young and, and middle-aged black people just running from armed policemen. Some are being shot down. Things are burning. Uh, everything's like falling apart. We see a young boy singing Let It Be to himself while hiding in the hollowed out remnants of a car. Then there is a funeral procession. Initially, we don't know what that's about. And we see that on Lucy's side, there are men who have come to Daniel's house. She's riding a bike with a friend down the street. And 
these two army officials have come to Daniel's house and they're speaking to Daniel's mother and that can only mean one thing like from the sight of them she knew and she just abandoned her bike and ran over we then see Daniel's mother barely able to stand holding on to his dog tags which then implies that he has died but when we flash back to the funeral it's an all black procession and we are informed visually that the young boy has also died which is like again it's a juxtaposition because it's like they died daniel died in a war outside of the u.s whereas this little boy died in a war that is happening within the u.s yeah so it's just that juxtaposition of funerals at the at that moment with the with the church choir still singing let it be when the little boy stopped singing which (laughs) then there's a moment where his his voice comes back in yeah that was unsettling but yeah Um, (laughs) this scene always wrecked me just like see every time i see that little boy it just it's like it's a punch to the chest like it's it's tough but yeah let it be let it be let it be let it be it's also difficult because at this point we don't know anything about him yeah we've already we've already kind of we didn't like go deep into back daniel's backstory or whatever we only know him really through lucy yeah. but we met him a little bit we saw him like receive a letter and, and stuff like that this boy was just innocently hiding behind a car he wasn't fighting he wasn't doing anything but he's still dead yeah. so that's that's difficult but the focus then shifts to his brother, who we're going to follow, heading to New York in a second. Jude and Max are in New York. They, I think they found like an apartment listing in a newspaper and they went. And this is where we meet Sadie. Oh my god, Sadie! And... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Sadie! <laughs> Listen, I'm obsessed with her. I am obsessed with her. (laughs) I just am. Yeah, she's just this really cool, I guess, mature lady in the in the eyes of the of the men. Yeah. Um, Okay, (laughs) because that's the first thing. Just like she takes them around, shows them what's gonna be their space, essentially leaves them to it, and you can see them kind of settle in a little bit. Jude starts to sketch stuff in this time Mm -hmm. and we also have like i mentioned the little boy's brother whose name is jojo he has come to new york and we actually have come together but it's being sung by like the people it's being sung like one guy in different costumes Mm -hmm. and then people of new york (laughs) i was just like Oh, he's a homeless guy, and also the pimp, and Mm. also the hippie. Okay, cool. (laughs) Ah, this is so cool. I love the sequence as well. Like the um, choreo of the of the like business people <laughs> with the hats and the suits and the I was like, oh, I like that coordination. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, come together right now. Only 
I really more know Michael Jackson's version of that song. So I was just like, ah, I know this one well. Um, Very good. (laughs) I think my version um, of it is I saw uh, Mary J. Blige sing it with J-Lo at like, it was like this benefit concert thing that I went to and I was like, I'm obsessed with this forever. (laughs) I'll never forget this moment in my life. This is amazing. (laughs) Oh, wow. But yes, so JoJo has arrived in New York with his guitar and little else. He actually passes by Jude as Jude is carrying like these rolled up um, sheets that have uh, designs on them, I believe, for Sadie's stuff. But he goes in for a guitar audition and he's really good. He's good. Mm-hmm. And like, this is where we hear Sadie sing. And I was like, <laughs> and Jojo's now part of the band. Jojo is hanging out with Jude in the apartment, and who comes through the window but Prudence? <laughs> she reappears uh, with a bruise on her face. Apparently, she'd gotten in with this abusive guy and she crawled through the window as an escape and they're fine with her staying there because yep. I, I guess everything was peace and love in the 60s I mean sure I, um, I mean this is pretty much just a group of people who are just ragtag they're just like okay <laughs> yeah at, at some point she mentions that she kind of slept with some of them mm-hmm. so I said it wasn't for free, for free, or maybe like they just kind of got into it, whatever. And now we have Sadie, Jojo, Max, Jude, and Prudence now living together. And some other people as well, but we don't get their names. Mm -hmm. They just kind of are already in the apartment when this is happening. Yeah. So cutting back to Lucy back in um wherever she is in her in her family house, she's having the conversation with her mother that she would like to have a change of scenery for a while and her mother suggests coming to Europe with with her and her dad but she wants to see her brother Max because she's comfortable with him and reluctantly her mother agrees to let her go because it's just meant to be the summer before she goes to college just a couple months and then she'll be back so she goes to New York they go to Prudence's, not Prudence's, to Sadie's show, mm-hmm. which is when I think she sings, Why Don't We Do It in the Road? That's when that happens. And while that's playing, we get the mild exposition from Prudence that she slept with a couple of them. And she's like, Jude. You know, she, she's like, She's amazing, isn't she? Like talking about Sadie. And then she's, um, yeah. I don't know, they're talking, I don't know how or what happens but she's like yeah um i don't sleep with them anymore and i'm like why did you offer that up <laughs> she's, like, yeah. <laughs> she's like Judah max took me and i don't sleep with them anymore i was like okay oh <laughs> thanks <What>? prudence <laughs> jude asks you know like if lucy's comfortable if she's like been enjoying herself and takes her out to get some fresh air which causes uh one of the women that were sitting in the booth with them to like look at jude kind of funny and lucy is like oh your girlfriend didn't look too happy and 
she was like, oh, she's not my girlfriend. But I mean, I guess there was something. So Jude and Lucy, like, just take a stroll, um, begin to chat. And there's, like, some mutual attraction that's happening. Lucy seems a bit hesitant because she's just lost someone and she doesn't want to get her heart broken again. And she starts singing, If I Fell. You can see in the background, like, Judas having, like, a kind of pseudo-argument with that girl who is not his girlfriend. (laughs) Or maybe, like, just the girl is having an argument with him. And then Jude and Lucy end up dancing together and they make out heavy, heavy. And then they end up sleeping together. Oh, did skip an important bit uh, before that, though. Because uh, Lucy, when she was talking to Jude, said that she had a letter for um, her brother that she... yes. I'm like, that's very important. She had a letter that she did not want to give him. And they're in a cafe after Sadie's show. When she gives him the letter, we see that he has been drafted because he's no longer enrolled in university. So he's kind of lost that protection. And everyone's around the table trying to give him suggestions of how to get out of it. You know, like, just give yourself some track marks, swallow some cotton. Like Things are like, yeah, they won't (laughs) take you if you're... It wouldn't take you if you're gay. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, say you have, like, pick up some disease, like, real fast, like, anything. <laughs> and he burns the letter. But Jojo is like, you can burn that all you want. You still have to show up. Yep. I don't know how the draft works in particular. Like, if you don't show up, are they going to, like, hunt you down and drag you there? Like, what's happening? I mean, I don't know how, like the army in general works but i would assume it's like equivalent to going like a wall where it's like you betrayed us or whatever and then they punish you like you committed treason against the country yeah (laughs) for not showing up yeah i mean i don't know to what extent Uh, you'd be punished but i i feel like you would get some kind of punishment then forward uh jude and lucy sleep together Max comes in, finds them. He's not impressed mm-hmm. with the situation at all. <laughs> He's just like, I think she deserves better um, <laughs> as her brother. But <laughs> um, like they've already done it. So like he can't say much. He's just kind of aggravated because like they're having this right now. And he's thinking about the fact that he might have to go to war yeah. now. And then he goes to the inspection thingy yeah he goes to the center the recruitment center he goes in and then he's like trying to eat the cotton like jude suggested because like if it shows up as a shadow when you're x-ray then they can't process you whatever so he eats the cotton and then is accosted by like uncle sam telling him that he wants him and like (laughs) (laughs) all of these like like really like G.I. Joe face, like plastic thick chinned like shit. Mm-hmm. I don't know what prosthetics <clears throat> terrifying. But just like dancing in unison, um, saying that they want them like they want them, like they stripped him down to his like underwear and they have him going through like these exercises and, and all of these things. Just like they're being completely like puppeteered like they have no say and no control yeah 
over their bodies in this moment which of course yeah. yes mm-hmm. the the bit i like because this one is kind of a medley because it's i want you but also she's so heavy and they're carrying yeah and they're carrying the statue of liberty across like the crushing vietnam beneath their boots yeah as they're carrying the representation of american freedom which is weighing them down mm-hmm. uh, into the mud and the, uh, so I, yes, symbolism. wow and they're ca- <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're carrying it they're carrying it in a similar way but they're carrying it because it's heavy in that way but also they're carrying it like you would carry like a funeral casket yeah which is like them like signing their own death warrant for freedom mm. whatever's whatever's um which i i feel like that was a very like stage moment mm. where it's just like like if you saw that like on a stage just like whoa yeah that's like a lot <laughs> despite his efforts when he's asked why he shouldn't be put through and he says uh, he he's a homosexual a pedophile with shadows on his x-ray xyz yeah. just parrots everything out yeah, that everyone told him yeah. uh, he says the entire list of things everybody was saying the night before <laughs> <laughs> the guy's like that's fine as long as you don't have flat feet stamp <laughs> yeah like they stamp him with like the it says 1A, but it's, like, the kind of stamp that you put on meat to mm. certify that it's fresh. Yeah. Uh, like, grade A meat, like, for the slaughter. And it's just, like, mm. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, we got it. We got we got it. <laughs> <laughs> we so, got to, like, Prudence <laughs> on the roof, yeah. staring in can... through the window. I want you. I want you so bad looking at Sadie and I'm like girl me too <laughs> both of you actually yeah, so, because you know. <laughs> during this time during this time like Sadie and Jojo we haven't like actually seen it develop but they seem to be like warming up getting closer to each other yeah. and like Prudence I guess is just feeling rejected again Yeah, and I think she's still like harboring a lot of shame uh, from like the first one so it's just like uh, again just happening again mm. so she hides in the closet which thick. <laughs> it's it's so thick um she 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 tucks herself away in the in the closet and refuses to come out sadie starts off trying to lure her out singing dear prudence but then like they're gonna be late for a show mm. and so the rest of the the gang, Lucy and, and Jude and Max, begin to sing it to get her to come outside. And they get her to come out and suddenly they are marching in the streets in a protest, anti-war protest. Mm-hmm which is being uh, kind of led and heralded by this guy named Paco. And this is our introduction to Paco. But yes, an anti-war protest. Uh, they they don't want uh, to bomb the Vietnamese. So like, stop. Uh, so like, Lucy's like, super like, oh my God, look at that guy. I want to join this 
whatever the fuck is happening over here. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Sadie is being scouted by yes. a record label. But they kind of are hinting that they want her and not her and the band. Mm. But she's she's not really feeling that yeah. so much. And she's trying to like barter and haggle. Jojo is aware of the scouting happening, but I think he thinks that it's for like the band on a whole. So they mm. go to this like record party for the I think they're I don't remember where specifically they are. I got so distracted by by the appearance that's happening um, because I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no, not him. So they're in this like uh, in this house at this party, and Doctor Robert, who is Bono, yeah. uh, like, uh, like I don't like Bono. Um, <laughs> I, am I am the walrus, <laughs> like. I am the Eggman. I, I am the Eggman. I, I am the walrus. Yeah. And like they, they drink like the pink punch and everything goes woozy doodle and you know everyone is high and like everything is colors and, and fiction. They're on a bus going somewhere and <laughs> They get to this, like, lake mm -hmm. area, whatever. And f <laughs> I don't know how much of that special <laughs> juice Lucy drank, but she was she was up in the clouds. <laughs> and it's like, everything is everywhere all the time, and everyone is me, and I am everybody. And Jude's just like, yeah, absolutely, because if you are everyone, then everyone is no one. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? What are you saying? <laughs> Stop! So, Dr. Robert was taking them to go see some other doctor, but he was busy, and Dr. Robert's like, tell him we drove like 3,000 miles to come see him. And the doctor's like, no. And Dr. Robert's like, okay, fine, whatever. We'll go back to California then. Let's all go. And Jude and Max and everyone's like, hey, but California's not home for everybody. Actually, we're from New York. Excuse me? Yeah, we're from New York. Also, I have like army things to do. And Dr. Robert's like, and I do not care. Goodbye. <laughs> so they end up leaving behind everyone we know. And they're all so high and find themselves at a circus, Mr. Kite's Circus Extravaganza, Eleganza. And basically, it's, it's, it's like very like hallucinogenic seeming. So like it's pretty easy to be like, uh, is, are we all still hi right now or what's going on but then they spot they spot prudence as part of the act also we forgot to mention that prudence ran away and i mean it wasn't re really all that relevant until now but yeah at some point she like ran away we didn't really see her after dear prudence and now we encounter her again obviously she literally ran away and joined the circus. She's doing like this like roller skate pretending to be on a horse thing with like circle face paint and like her, all her hair strung up in like these anti-gravity braids. But all her friends are just like, is that Prudence? 
that is Prudence. Hi, Prudence. And she's like, oh, hey, guys. I was just like, you just, you can't just, I would be so, <laughs> like, if it, maybe, like, they just weren't worried about her and maybe it benefited them that they were kind of, like, not sober at the moment yeah. they saw her. Because I would have been, like, worried. I would have been worried. Like, she just up and left. I mean, like, she just yeah. up and entered into the place to begin with. Yes. Yeah. But... Yeah, then she, I'm like, worried. disappeared. <laughs> and, and you're just in the circus. Yeah. Living your best life. Okay. God. Anyway. <laughs> so after the fact, it appears that she's gotten over her crush on Sadie because as they're leaving the tent, she's just like, Oh, God. Meet Rita. She's a contortionist. I was <laughs> like... Okay, oh, girl. good for you, Prudence. <laughs> Love that for you. <laughs> Everybody's still high. And then, <laughs> yeah, everyone's still high, and they're laying in the tall grass, and they're singing because... I love, I love the harmonies. I love... It's just... Yeah, oh, it is really so good. good. but then suddenly it's like just jude and lucy they're like singing together and then they're like in this water and we can like see like different people in various states of dress and or undress Mm -hmm. like in the water but they're like jude and lucy are like making out and then max is like just free free diving balling whatever and when max it's true though when max surfaces we're reminded of his like impending fate because like a helicopter we see like the the sound and the the shadow of a helicopter pass over Mm -hmm. him as he's like slowly sliding off the screen indicating travel so indicating travel he has to go he has to go to the army jude is still like doing his art thing He's got like a a proper he gets like a proper job like doing art and Lucy is getting more into activism and like outwardly really like working with the Paco the Paco working with Paco's team. <laughs> I don't actually know what she's doing, but, but she is there. like <laughs> Yeah. But she's working very hard, which is drawing a bit of a rift in between her and Jude because Jude feels like there's some kind of negative intent. He can sense that Paco might be trying to be Mr. Steal Your Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't really want that. And like maybe at this moment maybe it's in his head and maybe it's real but he's doing a very poor job communicating that. Yeah. And so Jude... Jude doesn't really like get that involved in the politics side. Yeah. But he is invested in Lucy. So I think he's he's getting like increasingly more bitter the more time that she spends away from him. And when I think one of the final not the final shovel, one of the straws that broke was when she brought Paco like into the house to deliver a TV because mm-hmm. apparently he had a spare. But he, Jude, really did not want him there, his his former property there, 
anything to hear about the war yeah. <laughs> there. Like he's also, he's like, so sick. To be fair, they also a little bit like belittle his work. Like <laughs> the both of them. Cause like yeah. initially like Paco's like, oh, you know, I had a spare one so it can put it in your living room or whatever. And he's like, okay, but this is where I work. Like, this is not just like a place to, like, I work here. Right. And then like, obviously he's a bit like standoffish and a little rude or whatever. And he goes off. And when he has a conversation with Lucy a little bit later about it, she also is just like, but yeah, you and your little drawings. I'm like, girl. <laughs> what the she, hell? That was very. It's very unnecessary. Yeah, like Sadie and Jojo, at the same time, are having some troubles as well because Jojo has found out that Sadie is pretty much planning to go solo. solo. Like the band is not involved in the success that is coming her way mm-hmm. and they're on stage I think when he finds out or maybe she trolled him just before mm-hmm. but it's it comes out in the performance because he's not he's not playing and when he's playing he plays with anger because mm-hmm. it's like anger she's like oh darling and he's like Bow. please believe me that I'll never and then he like somewhere in the middle like, is just like and guitar solo interrupting her and then like they have a yeah. little bit of like a like a standoff on stage and then she's like basically like fuck you goes off stage and he's like anyways time for me <laughs> and he gets into it like yeah he starts to sing it <laughs> yeah and he just continues singing the song which I yeah. mean fair he probably knows it because they practiced it a whole bunch yeah. um, and he's good Sadie so, ends you know. up stomping her <laughs> yeah yeah he is his his tone is like completely different to Sadie's like yeah. Sadie's a bit more rough yeah. whereas he's like more like smooth you know like mellow yeah. but yeah Sadie just ends up stomping all her way into like the limo of that like uh, label record label guy yeah and <sighs> Sadie's gone mm-hmm. so Jude is doing like his strawberry thing um mm-hmm. after he and Lucy get into a bit of an argument and we cut back and forth between I think this is where him. he does like, tell her that like like when he mentions to her like I think Paka is like um uh, ill intent basically yeah. have you seen your volunteer office or whatever it's like four guys licking stamps and like a bunch of girls or whatever which is like yes it's an exaggeration <laughs> but like not entirely untrue yeah he he gets fixated on his strawberry like work he he's like nailing strawberries to a board and they're bleeding strawberries don't bleed <laughs> like that and he's got this like just red obsession right now and we're cutting back and forth between him like bleeding hearts yeah between him and max who is in the trenches literally well there are no trenches at the like literally like he's 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 in the war like people are getting shot dead in front of him like his hat like his trauma is happening to him yeah 
every second yeah <laughs> it's ongoing and they're 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 duetting strawberry fields forever um dun, 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 dun. Dun, dun, dun. Strawberry fields, strawberry fields forever. It's rough, and Jude ends up just like splattering paint everywhere as he like gets closer and closer to what whatever mad design of strawberries in his head, and he goes out to find Lucy, and he ends up getting punched in the face because he goes in and like starts to like verbally attack he just comes in he just comes in hot just like yes say you want a revolution well you know (laughs) we all want to change the world i'm like okay please calm down sir (laughs) (laughs) yeah um but yeah he ends up getting socked in the face um and lucy has to be like no don't don't hurt him don't hurt him they're they're done at this at this moment like there's there's no peace yep lucy goes home afterwards but jude isn't there um but she sees like what he's been doing like the mess of paint the giant strawberries the, the the there's like an artwork that's like just passing through but it's like someone like passing through like the chest of someone else and it's just like leaving them in like an empty grip it's just like okay see where his mind is at i gotta i gotta go and then we cut to where jude is jude is in the bar with jojo jojo who is up on stage singing why my guitar gently weeps which I was just I was just thinking about the end of the song where they're like half yell moaning in the street. <laughs> yes. I was just like if I I was just like if I wasn't looking at the screen right now like just the audio I would I would have questionable thoughts. Um but it's fine. It's fine. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, just like if you watch this again and and you get to the scene, just close your eyes <laughs> when the song is ending. Just like tell me, tell me, because no, I know. Maybe I just I have that. like I'm, a gutter mind. I laugh because I'm with you. <laughs> I laugh because I'm right there with you. Okay. Good. Um. So. <laughs> I just had to make sure. Um, but yeah, they're like supporting each other as they sway through the street. Yep. And they get to the apartment, but Jojo doesn't want to go inside because Sadie isn't there anymore. And I guess like Sadie being there was when it felt like home for him or whatever. Yeah. But Jojo's like, you should go up and like catch Lucy though. Like, and Jude agrees. So he goes up. But the apartment is empty and he goes into like the bedroom and there is no sign of her at all. Like the drawers that would contain her clothes are empty. She has taken her stuff and left. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, wow, that, that bad loose. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Sadie is she's doing her solo stuff but she's like upset because like the band that she has it's not her band like the guitarist has no soul like it's just really frustrating for her she doesn't want to do the toy anymore like she's having success but it's not like fulfilling her because like the sound isn't what she wants and she tries to like tell that to the label guy but he doesn't seem to really care about about that like the tour is going well so yeah ends are being met jude is on the train by himself and we're at the title song the song that this movie is named for um across across the universe nothing's gonna change a while nothing's gonna change a while i do like the song across the universe he's reminiscing about lucy like he like sees them in another carriage when they were closer him and him him and herself he's on the train because he's going to protest that was happening that night to see if he can catch her and he does spot her but the um police and like the i guess because they're like on a campus where they're doing it so yeah the the police come to like stop it and they're they start to sing the nothing's gonna change my world part meanwhile we have helter skelter happening which like is like representative of like the panic that is happening across mm-hmm. because the the police are so like stalwart and steadfast and then nothing's gonna change my world um because they don't want the change or the proposed change that these deviants of society are trying to bring like disturbing the peace and all that like Mm-hmm. causing tensions to rise that they don't want it so they're trying to break up the protest and Paco ends up getting arrested and Lucy ends up getting arrested seeing Lucy get arrested Jude is like no Lucy and he tries to get to her to achieve what I don't know but he tries to get to her and ends up getting hit no because what was gonna happen like what did he think <laughs> I, was he was he gonna try to like break her free of their grasp so she could run away? Like what? <laughs> she ends up getting arrested and him trying to get to her lands him getting like a few like knocks to the head, blood running down his face, and he ends up arrested too. He's in jail. He's in jail with a bunch of people and the number starts dwindling until it's just him in the cell. I guess and the other people made bail or they didn't like continue with pressing charges or whatever but he's still in there because and his father comes in to 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 further clarify that because his dad comes to speak with him because lucy who is free she is not in trouble she because <laughs> of course she wouldn't be why would she be um sorry she's like uh, rich like young girl like <laughs> she was fine she was going to be fine that- nothing's gonna happen to her i swear anyway um so she called the dad west to come and the dad tried to give evidence that he was a u.s citizen and that um jude was his son but jude didn't have a visa he came there illegally and he had no proof that he was the child of an american citizen so they're gonna deport him so he ends up having to go back to Liverpool 
As, as soon as he gets out of the thing, we we see um, Molly, his previous girlfriend, is pregnant and she's with a guy and they've been together since two weeks after Jude stopped writing to mm-hmm. to her regularly, mm-hmm. which like I don't know like the speed of the letters across the Atlantic, yeah. but anyway, so they're together. Um, she's together with another guy now. He's alone in Liverpool. So Max is back from Vietnam, but he is traumatized um, yeah. and in a lot of pain. He, he had an, a head injury, which is why he probably got sent back in the first place. And he doesn't seem to like talk to Lucy that much. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just says she'll be back next week and we get um happiness is a warm gun i'm just thinking of the multiplicity oh and then salma hayek comes <laughs> salma hayek yeah <laughs> yeah I'm thinking of the multiple salma hayeks so like he is kind of i don't know if he's addicted to morphine at this point like the song is like he needs a fix and it, it seems like he's not like fully there mm. right now but maybe, maybe one day. Mm-hmm. Lucy and Max are in the... So when they were still like in like the honeymoon stage of their relationship, Jude and Lucy went to this dock area and Jude like with a stick scratched an image of Lucy into like a wall. Mm-hmm. And the image was still partially there, and she's singing um, Blackbird. Take these broken wings and learn to fly. All your life, you're looking for a moment to Blackbird fly. I just realized we Lucy. didn't even mention the fact that. Lucy's played by Evan Rachel Wood. Oh, yeah. Lucy's played by Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> it, like, just hit me now. <laughs> like, oh, right. Yeah, that is that is something. <laughs> Listen, I mentioned Trey Moore, you know? Like, I got the Lion King in there. I can't do everything. <laughs> I got I got Hades John um, in here. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> so... There's another protest, but her, her she's on she's in the phone booth and talking to her mother who's begging, begging her to come home because the protest she's been seeing on the TV and she doesn't want her daughter caught up in the violence and she's denying maybe to herself mm-hmm. the amount of violence um, that that is potentially going on and she's like no that's not what we're about. Meanwhile, literally as as she hangs around up the phone, her. <laughs> <laughs> like as soon as she hangs up the phone, like there's a gunshot towards like the phone booth. Like dogs are tackling people. Like people get bit, like it's so bad mm. outside. And she's like, she's trying to get out of the phone booth, and then she gives up. And I was just like, girl, stay in yeah. the phone booth. Yeah, literally, <laughs> you are so much safer in there right now. I don't know. I think Jude is just still being sad, sad mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. I think he has like a conversation with his with his mom, but Lucy 
she goes into the the house she walks into the house that they were doing all the organization in and she goes in and it's empty on the bottom floor like there's nobody there and maybe they all got arrested and maybe they all quit but it's empty so she goes up the stairs and they're like making a bomb Mm-hmm. up the stairs that's like and she's just like i thought we were against the people that dropped the bombs they literally don't even acknowledge that they're like because like they're like close yeah. the door and then she says that and then they just go back to what they were doing no other remarks but they they frame it in such a way that we get the news from jude's side because he's looking at a paper one day and I don't know why they're getting um, that much American news in Liverpool. Liverpool specifically, yeah. (laughs) But um, he gets news that a homemade bomb, like the image of the house, he knows what the house looks like that Lucy worked in. He, he, he He knows that the bomb has exploded there and now we're back at the beginning because there's just like a confetti of paper and he's like ripped the newspaper to shreds mm. while he's sitting on the beach and I'm just like ah so this is where this is where yeah he thinks that she's dead how very Romeo and Juliet of you <laughs> um, we know that she's not dead but he doesn't so I guess he goes to a bar so he's like I'm gonna drink my sorrows but then, like, mm-hmm. the ghost, not even the ghost, because Max is alive, but, like, the image of yeah. Max is, like, because he's, is he also in a bar at the same time? Yeah, he's also in a bar. And I feel like, so when, so when, because I, I read, and they were like, oh, um, he learns from Max over the phone. And I was just like, over the phone? I'm pretty sure I'm watching this movie. <laughs> And there's there's no phone in their hands. Literally, they're looking into a mirror at each other from across yeah. the ocean bars. <laughs> and yeah. Max is He's just singing. like, hey, Jude, here we are. Sing a song and make it better. Remember. And you can start to make it better. I feel like what they try to do, because so in Max's bar, where he's sitting, it has like the giant word telephone above him. <laughs> um, okay. If you look, like if you look behind him, mm-hmm. there is telephone. Mm-hmm. But when they're doing like the mirror projection, like for Jude in the other bar you can't see the word telephone right. so I was just like what? <laughs> is that meant to signal to me that he's making a phone call? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand explain and he either through this mystery phone call or just like the essence of the universe he understands that Lucy is alive and he needs to go back to New York yep. And get her. And like the town comes together. All the children are singing like, hey Jude. Um, (laughs) Hey Jude. 
like he legally gets his passport stamped you know he goes in and just like this is one of the best moments of the movie for me because he's like walking out and Max is like sitting on top of the car and he gets and he's like Judy Judy I was just like, that is the most genuine. I can. He would be so excited. My God, they're such they're such good friends. Yeah, I was just like, I love that too. Uh, <laughs> they get in the car. They're heading to wherever they're heading. Uh, Max turns the radio up, and Sadie's on the radio. And Jude is shocked. He's like, "That's Sadie." I don't know if they were broadcasting the concert. I don't think so. But she was just on the radio. We cut to Sadie and Jojo. They're back in the same band yeah. together, I guess. Um, they got the band they back together. at some point. Yeah. So they've reconciled. And now they're singing Don't Let Me Down. Prudence is there when Max and uh, Jude appear. Lucy appears like in a taxi cab because like a crowd is beginning to form on the ground Mm -hmm. and Lucy goes up to the door and she rings and she can see like the strawberry imagery like the specific ones like now like text tile printed yeah kind of onto like like, it's the ones that Jude made yeah but they're being used as advertising and I guess like I don't know what happened in the interim. Like, everything's kind of just... Sure. Things happen. Um, (laughs) But she sees that. She just gets so depressed, you know? She doesn't want to go up in the building anymore. It's this concert. She just turns away and starts walking down the street. The police come to break up the the rooftop concert, uh, even though it was just, like, a good vibe. But I guess because they were attracting a crowd on the street, they were blocking traffic. So yeah. I could see, like, kind of like, okay, maybe don't just have like a random concert on, on this room. building roof, yeah. like. <laughs> and they start like escorting them off the roof, but Jude kind of hides, so he's not escorted out with the rest of the people, and he comes to one of the mics and makes sure it's on, and then he starts to sing. There's um, nothing you can do love. that can't be done. There's nothing you can <laughs> say that can't be sung. It's easy. All you need is love. (laughs) And then, like, we have, like, the um, uh, Sadie and uh, Prudence, like, uh, trying to, like, stop the police, like, love, 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 (laughs) love, love, love. (laughs) Meanwhile, Lucy's trying to get up there, but she can't, so she goes up to the opposite (laughs) roof, and she's like, hey, girl, (laughs) hey. Oh, God. Because uh, Jude, once Jojo and Sadie came back and, like, took over the main singing, he just kind of stopped. He's just like, oh, you know, my love isn't here. She's not, I guess she's not coming. I guess it really is over or whatever. And he goes, he turns to Max, and Max is just, like, nudging in the, in the direction of the other roof. And he looks, and there she is standing on a parapet, just, like, gazing down towards him. And then he looks at her and she looks at him and then he smiles and then she smiles and they start to smile crying kind of a little bit mm-hmm. um, as the wind blows and then the movie ends and yeah. then we get Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds as a credit song. Yeah. 
also the rooftop thing is like a reference to the Beatles rooftop concert thing that they did, which my my first reference, the first time I had ever heard of it was through the Naked Brothers Band, <laughs> the Nickelodeon movie mockumentary. I, I, know, what the, I know what the Naked okay. Brothers <laughs> I know what the Naked Brothers Band is. Okay. <laughs> I know what the Naked Brothers Band is. I just, I don't the, know so, if I ever... In the movie, I I like I don't I watched it once, so I don't know why this is something I remember. But like I remember, I f- I feel like I remember them constantly being like they wanted they wanted to do a concert uh, on the roof, just like the Beatles. They wanted to do a concert on the roof, just like the Beatles. And at the end of the movie, they sing "Crazy Car" on the roof, just like the Beatles. And so when I saw this, <laughs> so when I saw this, I was like, ah, yes, like the Nigga Brothers head. Crazy car. Crazy car. Layers. So yeah, that is, that is across the universe. And now let's get into our ratings. So... Using our standard rhetoric of five, we'll start with music and choreography. So there wasn't that much big choreography. There was the moment in Come Together where we had like the scene with the briefcases. But like in terms of like coordinated choreography, like there's only like some instances again in Come Together. Uh, that 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 really like nothing like stands out as like this was like the huge dance number. I don't think many Beatle songs lend to that, so which is fine. And also, it doesn't necessarily match the tone that the movie was going for. So choreography can take a beat. Music. I mean, okay. So like I always say this. I have such issues judging jukebox musicals um, that are just one person specific. So, like, if it was just, like, um, a a myriad of songs from different artists, it'd be like, okay, these choices here and there. And, like, they did make choices, but it also feels like they just tried to fit as many Beatles songs. (laughs) There's 34 songs in them, and one of them is a twofer, so it's like 35 songs, well, no, actually, there's some reprises, so like 33-ish songs mm. in there. So it's 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 many. It's many. And do I think they all fit where they went? Not really. Um, but for the most part, I think they, no, but I'm like being genuine. Like, I don't think, like, I feel like like choosing the names that are from Beatles songs, clever. Mm-hmm. Give them that. Yeah. Um, but I don't think like the like I feel like they had to manufacture scenarios sometimes yeah. so that they could use a particular song. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it just didn't fit, and sometimes it did, but sometimes it did. So mm-hmm. I would say like. For, for music I'll because the Beatles songs aren't bad like some of them are like really really good um I'll give it I'll give it a four yeah I'll give it a four out of five 
guitars. Alright. Um, yeah. In terms of choreo, I liked the little sequences that they did have of choreo. Those were really fun. Um, or rather the coordination, because it's not like full-on dance sequences, but um, it was, it, I liked them. They were really nice to see. Um, in terms of songs, uh, yeah, it is the case that like at this point, we are only really then judging how well the songs fit the story and how, and like the placement of the songs rather than the songs themselves, unless we're like, I mean, we can also judge the songs, the songs themselves, I guess, if we wanted to, but um, I agree that like, particularly Dear Prudence for me, I'm like, huh? <laughs> I'm like it didn't need to happen like it's fine like you could have named her Prudence without having to actually sing Dear Prudence um, I think maybe it's because they felt like they had to mm-hmm. because you know it's the, it's because a, the name is in the title of the song because like yeah. other names are like again like we said pretty much all of the names come from Beatles songs, but like not all of the names are in the title of songs. So I guess um, you, they could get away with it a bit more um, in that way. Like they could like, they felt like they could get away with it more, I guess maybe. Um, but I do agree that there are times where I'm like, I did this, but I mean, we didn't like, it's like, it's, we don't have to here. Um, <laughs> we're good. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, okay. I'm already on board with you guys. Like, stop. <laughs> but um, I do like most of it. I, I like most. Like, listen, it was on my phone, you guys. So like, <laughs> um, so like, I, I do like to listen a little bit to like a Beatles tune via Across the Universe. Um, and as a result, I think I'm a give it. Um, I give it a four too. I'll, I'll also give it four guitars. Cool. So, story. Um. So, I feel like the story had potential, but then it comes back to them having like the full catalog of Beatles songs and having to be like okay what songs are good where and then having to like trickle down and find out which songs best suit the scenarios that you have playing out and like we agreed they contrived some circumstances to make a song fit and I feel like sometimes that had a negative effect on the way that a story was being told because some plot lines just happened and dropped off and like a lot of them were left unsatisfactory for me. Mm. So like with Prudence, let's talk about Prudence. So Prudence, we have a cheerleader who is either bi or a lesbian 
who left school, hitchhiked, got into an abusive relationship that we didn't see, um, ends up living with these guys for like such a brief amount of time that it barely takes up any of the runtime of the movie, then left to join a circus mm-hmm. where she ends up in a relationship with a contortionist again, which we don't see. And then we just don't see her again until the end of the movie where somehow she's back in New York. Like, I don't... Yeah. Like, I feel like if Prudence wasn't in the movie, not a whole lot would have changed. And I don't like feeling like that for characters. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, Jojo... They had a lot of potential with JoJo coming from Detroit, coming from the riots. Like, they just used him as like a representation vehicle. They're just like, oh, a black guy. He's a main character, and they don't like reflect any of the anything. Like he he says nothing about like he lost his little brother. Um, he like there's a lot of racial tension that is happening in the united states at this time it's the 60s things aren't fixed yet martin luther king gets assassinated during this movie and he says nothing about it like what yeah so why did you why did you put him that you focus on his romance with sadie or his like on off thing that he had with the which was not that important if i'm gonna be honest it wasn't Mm. um and i just feel like they they missed an opportunity to tell at least another concurrent storyline but they just focused on the relationship of the main couple and then like this little side relationship like max max had a full arc he had a he was college dropout from a rich family got sent to war traumatized morphine addicted came home whole thing whole mm. movie jojo left detroit and came to new york yeah and like if you if you didn't no but like if he if he did if he had had not that relationship with sadie it changed nothing about him like yeah. nothing about his character changed and i just i feel like they just wasted jojo i feel like they just put him there because they needed a black person and Mm. i don't like it (laughs) like i i really i really am unimpressed with uh the use of of like the lesbian bi character and the black character like Mm -hmm. the lesbian bi character who's also asian like it's just anyway um <sighs> it's a woosa. Okay. Um so saying all of that the, <laughs> because of how I feel I don't feel like this plot and I can see why people were initially like it's very pretty, like the movie itself. It's very beautifully shot, like again like some of the scenes have like really deep symbolism and things like that but like the storyline like I feel like it was Max and Lucy 
and Jude and everyone else was just extra, which, you know, is fine, but upsets me. Um, mm. So I think for plot, and this is actually just mainly for, like, Lucy had... Um, a fairly good plot going with like her whole activism situation you're like falling in with like a crowd of people that you think are right and or ultimately like your ideals don't match up and like things like that um jude went nowhere <laughs> yeah. he's like the main he's like the main character Oh my god. <laughs> anyway. Um, so, like, the, just for... If I was just reading this on, like, Max and Lucy, they would have, like, a much higher rating. But overall, the plot, um, I'm going to give it, like, a 3.5. Uh, yeah, three point five draft letters. All right. Um. Yeah, I agree that I think I think when I was watching it this time, um, I felt it was really strange that they gave us the origin story of like JoJo and Prudence, given that they are ultimately like inconsequential <laughs> yeah you know like in like for example we don't get sadie's origin story and i mean we still get a lot of her story in that she's a singer and she gets you know um she gets a record deal and that and all of that but like we don't get like the beginnings of her getting to new york and that and so we don't get the we don't get introduced to her in a way that gives us the impression that she is going to be a like main character that's going to shift things or be important to the story altogether. Whereas with like Prudence, for example, she gets introduced. We get see we get to see her um, we get to see her moment, her the inception <laughs> of uh, the mm -hmm. moment for her. Uh, the inciting moment rather for her like to make her journey to New York we get to see the inciting moment for Jojo's journey to New York and that being you know his you know his brother's death and his subsequent like I don't know journey to New York and I think I agree that like I think giving us the beginnings of those journeys gives us an impression that they're going to be way more important to the story than they are ultimately mm -hmm. and i think that was a misguided uh i think that was a misguided idea to have because like i i think part of it was because they wanted to have prudence sing i want to hold your hand um i mm -hmm. think that's like the main reason why we got prudence at all in that it like her beginning of the story but i also agree that like if you removed her altogether she like it nothing changes at all um and very little changes if you remove jojo as well which is unfortunate and also very little changes if like 
you remove the beginning of his journey and like change his race completely, which is insane because like you said, mm -hmm. given the time period, it's like, no, it's like one of the most important like times for you to show what that means what his like what his life would mean in new york in in the middle of all of this stuff or whatever like how his brother's death affected him post that like we don't see much of that at all um beyond the beginning of it and then we just sort of like drop off of it and so that's unfortunate uh and yeah jude is definitely a flat character Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> we 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 leave him where we found him which what which, which like almost sounds like duh because we started in the middle of the story and then went to to the beginning and then came back but like also no because like even if we we started at the beginning of the story we're kind of at the same place um <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. This it's 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 a story no, that could have been tighter. It's a story that could have been tighter and told. Um, like like if they wanted to focus on the stories that they did tell, they should have focused on the stories that they did tell, because um, the addition of the stories that they failed to tell only like makes it like it only makes it like really unfortunate for the fact that especially especially for the fact that these are characters of color and one of them is queer and so like these are marginalized characters that are then further marginalized by the story and like kind of cast aside and so it's like if you were gonna treat them as dressing you could have just left them there and not given them like an origin story a little bit mm -hmm. um you were gonna say no i was just i was just saying like if you reframe the story and i think the reason why it's difficult with jude especially is because he starts it mm -hmm. so he starts the story and and, and again like the closest reflection is Moulin Rouge. Like, we see Christian's journey a bit better. Like, we can see, like, what, like, the ups and downs of love do to him. And, like, we see that with Jude as well. But his whole arc is just the romance that he has with Lucy. If they reframed this story and they made either max or lucy like the character that it started out with it would change mm -hmm. the feeling of this entire story because imagine imagine with me i'm sorry you need to give your rating and then imagine with me <laughs> so do your rating <laughs> <Okay>. first <laughs> and then we'll do a little imagine party okay um so i'll give it a rating um yeah, I think I'm on board with you with the 3.5 um, letters, uh, the draft letters. Yeah. Okay, so 
overall enjoyment. Now, imagine with me. <laughs> yes. Uh, for a second. Like, we <laughs> reframe this and we open with, like, either Max in, like, when he's being, like, transported back to to the United States or with Lucy when she's, like, in that phone booth moment. Um, you know, like, one of those moments as, like, the start of the film. And then, like, just keep everything else the same. It changes the shift of importance for, like, that one character. And then it makes more yeah. sense because those characters have full fucking stories that are separate to like like Lucy had a story that was separate to the romance that she was having with Jude. Jude yeah. did not really have a story that was separate to the romance that was happening with Lucy. Like his story was the romance yeah. and that annoys the crap out of me. Um like I think Max had like the well, not like the most him and Lucy are kind of on par. Um but like if if it was reframed with either of those characters in in the in like the main seat, I doubt I would mm. be as annoyed as I am. Because, um, mm. like you said, we already have marginalized characters being superly marginalized because their stories their arcs go nowhere. Um and then we have a main character who, like, they try to give an arc, but his arc is love, and I can't stand it. <laughs> and then we have, like, the the two other main characters who are brother and sister, who have, like, actual interesting things happening to them. And I feel like, like you said, it could have been a lot tighter. Um, does that make it bad? No, it's, it's not a bad movie. Um but I can see why people were just like, it's, uh, mm, you know, I see what you were going for, but ultimately, um, it's, eh. So I would say I'm going to stick with, uh, the 3.5 for overall in well, no, actually I'll give it 3.75 because some of the shots were really pretty. It was like really beautiful. Um, and like I enjoyed looking at things, um, but like if I, if I enjoyed like the plot of the movie, uh, not really. <laughs> yeah, I joining you in the imagine imagine party. Uh, I agree that like I think also if they wanted to like have both stories right of like uh max and lucy that could have also been cool because it's like one is fighting for the war to to not be a thing and one is like active was actively in the war and that's like yeah a cool juxtaposition and i think yeah it would have been a really cool um a much a, a much more interesting framing like you said to have like either of them but i also think maybe both of them as the 
most central of characters rather than Jude because Jude is, while he is the storyteller essentially, he also doesn't have much else to offer us. But anyways, um, like I know that they make characters, they make characters like that on purpose because they're meant to be like, like sometimes in stories they're meant to be like, so you can insert yourself on the character, but I just, I don't, I don't want to be Jude. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Why would you? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. Um, but all of that being said, um, I enjoyed the movie. Like, I yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I there were moments that I remember that I was like, yeah, <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. And there, like, like you said, some really like nice shots in there. Um, so overall enjoyment. Uh, so re like adding the music and all of the vibes and everything else um i i think overall enjoyment mm, i want to give it mm, i'll give it i'll give it a four but like a tentative four <laughs> Like a tentative four, four strawberry, strawberries. Obsessions, time for obsessions. Just our affections for musicals. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, obsessions, time for obsessions. Just our impressions for theaters. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, this is part of the podcast where we talk about news theater news particularly musical stuff movie musical stuff all of that stuff that is related to the stuff that we talk about normally and uh i have a couple of things to shoot off let's start off with the fact that ariana debose is going to be hosting the 2022 tony awards Woo! so excited for her um As y'all know, she's been a mainstay on our obsessions um, via me. So, (laughs) so very excited for her and all of that. Um, Next, uh, last week when we were talking about, um, there's a scene in the middle of the young girls of Rochefort where there is where there were songs overlapping and we were talking about how uh, they it felt more <laughs> it felt more like they were fading in and out of songs and it wasn't like like a medley um, or it wasn't done the way that it's you know the way that we're used to music like that being done well 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 uh, Howard Ho on YouTube has a video called Six Levels of Overlapping Melodies in Musicals that came out between when that that episode came out and now. So um, it has, it explains better, it's like 20 minutes, but it explains better um, <laughs> like how that works and all of that in case y'all are interested or whatever. Um, and my f- uh, second to final thing, I guess, 
is that I recently rewatched Carol and Tuesday, which is an anime uh, adaptation of, I think, a manga of these two girls who live in Mars and they are musicians. Uh, basically, like the pilot episode is uh, Tuesday is an Earth refugee on Mars and no, Carol is an Earth refugee on Mars and Tuesday is the daughter of a politician who runs away to become a musician and they meet in the middle of the city and they become fast friends and it is just another it's it's great the music is so vibey and wavy and it's great there's music that's just, it's just it's so good it's good i like it a lot and <laughs> i recommend it highly um their harmonies are so freaking beautiful every time they sing together it is so just ooh, they they sound amazing together um and like all of the other musical acts within the show also have really really great like music assigned to them as well it's just a fun time all around there's um you know a very unrealistic trajectory of a career but like it's whatever it's an it's anime you can you can have that um but also it's it's um another one of those 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 shows uh, that just has a, a, a pairing of, of fast friends, one of them being blonde and the other one is a black girl. If you know, you know. <laughs> I'm not even shaking my head. <laughs> All right, that is like the thing. Um, it's like 24 episodes, I think. It's a very quick watch. Um, and the final thing I wanted to just sort of mention is that is <laughs> just my anger, I guess. And just like, yeah, just my anger along with pretty much every other theater person on Twitter um, at <laughs> the... <laughs> at the production of Andrew Lloyd Webber's, well, not the production, or Andrew, the people, uh, uh, the people responsible for canceling Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cinderella or Andrew Lloyd Webber himself and how they did it because they absolutely disrespected the theater, like they disrespected the cast and crew and everyone who's, who's, who's involved in, a horrible horrible way and in the way that they announced this and considering there are people who were involved in this production or who were going to be involved in this production that found out through social media i like i simply i i simply cannot fathom the absolute devastation of something like that i can't imagine having thinking that your life is set for a specific amount of time and then having that ripped un out from under you and not and them not even having the decency to tell you properly it shouldn't be legal personally i don't think it should be. <laughs> it shouldn't be legal it shouldn't be possible to be done like it like it genuinely there should be penalties of some kind like what the hell and then like 
very soon after announcing a possible uh, Broadway run is further disrespecting and further just like salt in the wound. And it's truly, an it's so atrocious. And I am, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very annoyed. I'm very angry actually. So um, yeah, I just, I just wanted to voice that that happened and it shouldn't be happening. It shouldn't happen. It literally shouldn't happen. And that's how I feel and think. That's all for me. Well, I only have, I only have one thing and it kind of is related to the thing that you were talking about, but not really. It's just related in the fact that it has Andrew Lloyd Webber and it is that um, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Andrew Lloyd Webber have planned a super secret musical extravaganza for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee that's happening in a couple days. Um, mm. <laughs> so upset. <laughs> oh, you're so not having it. <laughs> I am. Like, I genuinely am. But, um, yeah. Uh, I mean, also, I guess there's Broadway, uh, Broadway Con that's coming up July? Mm -hmm. July 8th to 10th at the Manhattan Center and New Yorker Hotel. Why did I say it like that? The New Yorker. The New Yorker Hotel. All right. Yeah. Tickets are available. I think they range from like $80 to like a thousand two hundred and fifty dollars or something like that um so yeah you can go and get yourself some tickets go and enjoy yourself at broadway con those of you who have the means and opportunity to do so and if you are looking for where you can find all of our obsessions they are on our tumblr and that is tell me more tell me more podcast.tumblr.com you can find us on our other social media instagram and twitter at tmmtmm podcast we have an email tell me more tell me more podcast at gmail.com we have playlists of the songs that we like from the movies that we watch a playlist for each year that the podcast has existed if you go onto spotify and you go to tmm tmm podcast and you go to the profile and not the podcast itself you will find those playlists and uh that is all for this week next episode will be a fun time going back in time i think it's in black and white too so that's going to be fun. And we'll still be in Beatlemania. So thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on our little journey across the universe. Catch you in the next one for Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. Um, Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye.